cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 22nd, 2009. For newcomers, look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and bookmark the other sites I have up there in case the big ones get pulled again. If you bookmark them, you can always download the latest shows if that happens. And it's a good idea too to sometimes try these other sites because everyone goes into the com site at the same time after a show and it sometimes jams on you a little bit gets sticky sticky downloads so we can try these ones that might make it easier these are the official sites there's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com cuttingthroughthematrix.net .us.ca there's Alan Watt cuttingthroughthematrix.ca and Alan Watt sentinel.eu the last one remember is a European site has all the same audios for downloads but it has the addition of transcripts of a lot of the talks I've given for prints up and passing around and here in the various languages of Europe and you are the audience you bring me to you, it's up to you to keep me going look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website, see what I have for sale a few books, CDs and DVDs and you can pay from the US to Canada by personal check you can also pay by international postal money order from your post office if you want you don't want to go through the banks. Remember, that's the international one. You've got to stress that to them. It's a kind of pinky one for because we're all red now across the planet. Now we're all we're all one big uh, sort of red globe now, partly. And you can also use MoneyGram, Western Union, or cash. Some people just send straight cash. Same if you're outside the Americas, MoneyGram, Western Union, cash, PayPal. You can also purchase items by PayPal you send me a separate email and for those who get the disc burned to pa- and pass to them to play in their CD players you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt site 41 box 4 Estaire which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E Ontario Canada the postal code is P as in Peter the number 3 E as in Elizabeth the number 4 N as in Nora and the number 1 P3E4N1. And as I say, it's up to you to keep me going. You can also donate as well. Always remember that you can always donate by using the PayPal to help me get through all the bills that I have. The ads on this show are paid by advertisers straight to RBN for this airtime for the staff, technicians, and for their bills. We all get the bills. So it's up to you to back me up and keep me going through various means. Don't wait for someone else to to help out. That's how most folk are today. It's the same ones generally who donate all the time. And I have a lot of bills here. And this isn't a job. This is a full time beyond uh, vocation basically. It's a must be because we're going through the most intensive change in society since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. And that's what the big boys say themselves the reordering of the entire planet into a planned society 
to serve those in charge, using all the do-good information to help people, to help people. They've gone through the whole socialist communist agenda under helping people, but the idea really is to destroy everything that was, everything that was to bring in the new. That's really what's happening across the world. This great multicultural society that tends to get trimmed uh, quite drastically down to a manageable level. And uh, that really is the agenda. That's what the climate stuff's all about. Eugenics. Uh, too many people on the planet keep shouting, and they've got to reduce them. Mind you, the, the, U, the UN and its precursor, the League of Nations, has been screaming that since World War I. Back with more after this break. by conology. Conology is a, an art, an art of conning people, the confidence trick. And it works so well because the bigger the lie that you make public to the public to consume, uh, you have to back it up from a thousand different areas, giving the appearance that everyone's on board with it. It never dawns on the folk that, yeah, you can have a thousand NGOs out there all paid by the same center with the same agenda. They're paid parrots, basically. They're the followers. They are basically the automatons, as the secret services call them, like the CIA, the ones that get used, the useful idiots, because they think they're bringing something in. Those that follow, at least the leaders know what the score is, but their followers, they think they're bringing in some sort of golden age where it sounds so wonderful and everyone's going to be happy and equal as we get our rations dished out to us by uh, a, a bureaucratic society uh, on behalf of the elite tool governors. And the elite, of course, will live in castles, basically, uh, atop mountains, looking down on the, uh, the little people below them, because they deserve to live in a state of luxury because of their position as they spout equality to all the rest. This is the standard uh, tome really of of the eugenicists at the top, those who believe that they have evolved higher than everyone else. And believe you me, there are whole groups and even religions that do believe in this, that they are higher evolved than other people and they deserve to rule other people. There's no doubt on that whatsoever. And they control the world so easily by the press and manipulation and the great tool that has come up after television that was number one for a long, long time, and that's the Internet. Uh, in the Internet, things can get pulled so quickly, and do get pulled so quickly, uh, that uh, you get information here one day and it's gone the next. I've read many articles from mainstream, even science magazines, and right after the show they get pulled, and I have to do a hunt to see if you can find it somewhere else. Just pulled, just like that. So they are watching and listening to what's being said about them. But it shows you the speed and the coordination for people scouring the airwaves for any negative facts appearing about them to have things pulled so quickly from their own magazines, mainstream. And it's true, too, that people take everything for free. You see, that's the trick, too. It's free, it's free. 
the, the Bernays trick and meet some Russian to the store is only now you rush into your computer and you think everything out there is free. Like Wikipedia, the, the source for all the truth and history and information and all that kind of stuff. And it's all rubbish because, believe you me, it's one of the biggest uh, controlled systems out there. Uh, and that's because it's going to be the main one for the future. Most people won't bother buying history books anymore or even dictionaries or anything else. They'll just go to Wikipedia thinking this is the gospel truth. It must be true. It's on Wikipedia. We used to say that about television. It must be true. It's on television. This article shows you how a few people, even one person in authority, can wreak so much havoc with information. And if it doesn't jive with the popular mantras about global warming, it's popped down the memory hole that George Orwell talked about in 1984. And it's from James Dellingpole, The Telegraph, December 22nd. If you want to know the truth about climate gates, definitely don't use Wikipedia. Climatic Research Unit email controversy is its preferred mealy-mouthed euphemism to describe the greatest scientific scandal of the modern age. Not that you'd ever guess it was a scandal from the accompanying article. It reads more like a damage limitation press release put out by concerned friends and sympathizers of the lying, cheating, data-rigging scientists which, funnily enough, is pretty much what it is. Even Wikipedia's own moderators acknowledge that the entry has been hijacked as this commentary by an uninvolved editor, quotation marks, makes clear. Unfortunately, this naked bias and corruption has infected the supposedly neutral Wikipedia's entire coverage of anthropogenic global warming, theory man-made global warming. And much of this, as Lawrence Solomon reports in the National Post, is the work of one man, a Cambridge-based scientist and Green Party activist named William Connolly. One guy, right, backed by the big foundations, and when he phones up people, corridors of power uh, simply lift up the phone and listen. Connolly took control of all things climate and the most useful information source the world has ever known, Wikipedia. Starting in February 2003, just when opposition to the claims of the brand of the band members were beginning to, to gel, Connolly set to work on the Wikipedia site. He rewrote Wikipedia's articles on global warming, on the greenhouse effect, on the instrumental temperature record, on the urban heat island, on climate models, on global cooling, everything. On February the 14th, he began to erase the little ice age that we had. That's why I don't have it in the hockey stick. Uh, he began to erase the little ice age. On, on August the 11th, the medieval warm period was erased as well. In October, he turned his attention to the hockey stick graph. He rewrote articles on the politics of global warming and on the scientists who were skeptical of the band. Richard Lindzen and Fred Singer Two of the world's most distinguished climate scientists were among his early targets. Anyone who contradicted this with contrary evidence, he simply eliminated, pulled off Wikipedia, right? It says they were among his early targets, followed by others that the band especially hated, such as Willie Soon and Sally Bullianas of the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, authorities on the medieval warm period. All told, Connolly created or rewrote 5,428 unique Wikipedia articles. 
His control over Wikipedia was greater still. However, though the role he obtained at Wikipedia as a website administrator, which allowed him to act with virtual impunity. When Connolly didn't like the subject of a certain article, he removed it. More than 500 articles of various descriptions disappeared at his hand. When he disapproved of the arguments that others were making, he often had them barred. Over 2,000 Wikipedia contributors who ran afoul of him found themselves blocked from making further contributions. Acolytes whose writing conformed to Connolly's global warming views, in contrast, were rewarded with Wikipedia's blessings. In these ways, Connolly turned Wikipedia into the missionary wing of the global warming movement. Connolly has supposedly been defrocked as a Wikipedia administrator, or so Wikipedia claimed in its feeble, there's not really much we can do, response to anxious questions from one of What's Up With That's readers. In September 2009, the Wikipedia Arbitration Committee revoked Mr. Connolly's administrative status after finding that he misused, that's putting it mildly, his administrative privileges while involved in a dispute unrelated to climate warming. If this is true, it doesn't seem to have made much difference to his creative input on the Wikipedia's entries. Here he is, unless it's just someone who has an identical name, busily sticking his oar into entries on the medieval warm period again, and a deeply compromised, soon-to-be-leaving, let's hope, IPCC head, Dr. Rajendra Puchori. And here he is again just three days ago, removing a mention of Climate Gate from Michael Mann's entry. And here is another example of one of his Wikipedia chums, the name of Stefan Schultz, helping to cover up for him by ensuring that no mention of that embarrassing Lawrence Solomon article appears on Connolly's Wikipedia entry. And here he is deleting criticism of himself. Connolly, it should also be noted, was one of the founding members of Real Climate, the Friends of Michael Mann propaganda outfit, a.k.a. the hockey team, which in the guise of disinterested science pumps out climate fear-promoting hysteria on anthropogenic global warming and tries to discredit anyone who disagrees with the man-bear-pig consensus. Here he is, for example, being bigged up in a 2006 email from Michael Mann. It says you have attached the piece in word format, hyperlinks are still there, but not clickable in word format. I've already given it a good go-over with Gavin, Stefan, and William Connolly, our internal peer review process at RC, so I think it's pretty good shape. Let me know if any comments. So there you are, rigging all the data, deleting all the stuff that contradicts them from other scientists, and given a free hand by those in Wikipedia. And it goes on and on and on with all their, the friends of the gang that are all with the IPCC. He says here, get that the guy who's been writing Wikipedia's entry on ClimateGate plus 5,000 others relating to climate change is the bosom buddy of the ClimateGate scientists. So here's another scandal. The same characters, and they name them all here, all the, all the scientists that have been mentioned already in the leaked emails, are literally rigging Wikipedia to delete everything, every negative mention of, of uh, global warming. 
scandal after scandal, and there's all these characters, these supposed leaders over in Copenhagen, going to dish out our money to supposedly third world countries and put us down the tubes in the process over a complete hoax dreamed up by a gang with a definite mission who will stop at nothing. Not just deleting emails that were due to be inspected by outside investigators from their main computers, but literally tampering with all the other supposedly shared sites like Wikipedia and deleting 5,000-odd messages or letters contradicting the theory of man-made global warming. But they're all here. He names them all. This guy's in with back with more after this break. This is Cutting Through the Matrix, just talking about how everything's controlled and anything that's set up on the, uh, the level, as the Masons would say, is immediately infiltrated and used and abused by those who are well-funded by the big foundations to get this global agenda through. It's a massive, everything hinges on the United Nations being given all power over everything. That's what it was set up to do, to be a global government. And uh, as I said, there's no dirty, dirty trick low enough because they must get these agendas through. This is war, understand. People don't realize they're living through war. All information is war. All information today. Before we're given the Internet, articles appeared all over uh, the world from government authorities and agencies talking about this system that will be coming in um, will create a form of information warfare, and they were, all, they were already geared up for it back then, before they gave it to the public, obviously. And that's what we've had ever since. This is a battle for your mind, you see. Most people really don't mind having no mind at all. They hand it over to the mainstream, and they truly believe, as Brzezinski said, that uh, the mainstream's there to give them everything they need to know. Like, a, like an appendage to your brain, uh, it'll do your reasoning for you. It certainly will make you come to the conclusions they want you to come to. That's why such big money is in media. Big, big money. That's why they keep the big boys, the, the, the same old faces sitting in that news seat, same guys that you grew up with until they're in their 80s because you're so familiar with them. They stay right at you and talk in a fatherly voice and they'd never lie to you. Most of them have have uh, ads about themselves saying so-and-so we have them in Canada even uh, the most trusted man in Canada and you grew up with them and you watch them balding and all the rest of it and he stares right at that camera and tells you the truth doesn't he like Mr. Cronkite used to do that belonged to the World Federalist Society and got awards when he retired it's just astonishing you're all run by globalists and you don't know it you don't even know the associations they belong to and what, what they've sworn to. And here they are, directing the minds of whole nations. They have been forever, actually. This article here 
It's from the Attorney General for Australia. These links I'll put up on my site, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, at the end of the show. If ExploreNet will give me enough speed to put it up there and upload it, because I am targeted by them, and they've cut me back by now two-thirds. As I said, I can't even download my own audio from them. This article here is 18th December 2009 from Australia. It's about police, the new police reform act, basically. Reforms to enhance, is to enhance, understand, police capability. Uh, The Minister for Home Affairs, Brendan O'Connor, today announced significant administrative reforms to the Australian Federal Police. They've got a federated police there as part of the government's response to the federal audit of police capabilities. And it goes down this list and it shows you it's all about terrorism and being able to go outside the country and basically what they're showing you is an international all the police forces are part of international forces now they fight terrorism you understand and all that stuff but an interesting part too and this is before anything signed, sealed and delivered from Copenhagen because all the countries in the British Commonwealth uh, go ahead of what they know are going to be put into law anyway we always anticipate and just go ahead because it's the agenda why waste time waiting? And it says here uh, this, they're going to give support to the enforcement of the anticipated carbon pollution reduction scheme. So it's carbon police, literally carbon police. And this will not just be around factories if there's anything left at all. It's meant obviously for your homes. Carbon pollution and reduction schemes run up, run by the police from Australia. That means that Canada obviously will be going the same way and New Zealand and a whole bunch of other countries at the same time and Britain too because we're all really colonies of Britain. That's all we are. The only country that wasn't a colony for a while was the US. But gradually it was taken over and infiltrated by the Ang- it was called loosely the Anglo-American establishment and they ruled the US since the early 1900s. An article here from the Toronto Examiner, examiner.com. It says here, and I'll put this link up too, December the 16th. Disappearing sunspots may signal end to global warming. It signaled end to it a long time ago. It says, oh, where have all the sunspots gone? Then they talk about what they are. There's black blotches on the sun's surface which caused are caused by intense magnetic activity. And it's been quiet for quite a few years. And it says so far during recent solar minimum, a period of low activity during the sun's typical 11-year solar cycle, we've seen 183 sun-spotless days in 2007, 266 in 2008, and 259 in 2009, as of December the 16th, 2009. Earth hasn't witnessed a similar three-year stretch, 1911, uh, 1992-1913 of sun spotless days since the early 1900s and that, of course with experts on it talking about it, it says we're experiencing a very deep solar minimum says solar physicist Dean Presnell of the Goddard Space Flight Center this is the quietest sun we've seen in almost a century agrees sunspot expert David Hathaway of Marshall Space Flight Center and this is the reason they're all saying is responsible for global cooling. Back with more after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. I am Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix. Reading from examiner.com, a Toronto site, uh, from scientists who are into the other reasons that the, the temperature goes up and down. You know, the real reasons, as it always has done through history, as the sunspots flare and then disappear for a while, and it affects the earth. That's why Almighty Ra in ancient times was worshipped as a god that brought life or death, you see. Anyway, it says here, this is the quietest sun we've seen in almost a century, agrees sunspot expert David Hathaway of the Marshall Space Flight Center. So why are sunspots under the spotlight? Because, according to solar scientists, the declining numbers, significant even by solar minimum standards, could be the harbinger of colder temperatures ahead. If so, it won't be the first time the Earth shivered as sunspots' numbers declined. In the 17th century, the sun experienced a sunspot drought, dubbed the Maunder Minimum, which lasted 70 years from 1645 until 1715. Astronomers at the time counted only a few dozen sunspots per year, thousands fewer than usual. As sunspots vanished, temperatures fell. The River Thames and London's froze, sea ice was reported along the coast of southeast England, and ice flows blocked many harbours. It also happened in the Pacific as well coming from the South Pole. Agricultural production nosedived as growing seasons grew shorter, leading to lower crop yields, food shortages, and even famine. Green author, National Post environmental columnist Lawrence Solomon describes the period. Glaciers advanced rapidly in Greenland. This was only a couple of hundred years ago, remember. Scandinavia and North America, making vast tracts of land uninhabitable. They always talk about the melting glaciers. They never tell you they come back again, do they? But they used to in school books for primary school children. I remember that when I was at one. The Arctic pack ice extended so far south that several reports describe Eskimos landing their kayaks in Scotland. That's a fact as well. Finland's population fell by one-third. Iceland by half. The Viking colonies in Greenland, yes, it was once green, with forest and pasture land, were abandoned altogether, as were many Inuit communities. The cold in North America spread so far south that, in the winter of 1780, New York Harbor froze, enabling people to walk from Manhattan to Staten Island. As mankind headed for another cool-down or big freeze, based on recent scientific findings, it might be a possibility. A Danish research team led by Henrik Svensmark, director of the Center for Sun Climate Research at the Danish National Space Center in Copenhagen, has discovered a strong correlation between sunspot activity, galactic cosmic rays, and variations in the, sun, the Earth's climate, a theory supported by experiments that challenge the prevailing concept of human-induced climate change, popularly known as anthropogenic global warming. But who needs the facts, eh? Henrik and his, and his team have discovered that increased solar activity in the form of sunspots, flares, and other disturbances generate solar winds that strengthen the magnetic fields surrounding the Earth, creating a bubble that suppresses cosmic ray penetration, inhibiting cloud formation and causing warming. Conversely, when solar activity diminishes, the protective magnetic bubble weakens and more cosmic rays penetrate the Earth's atmosphere. The high-energy particles 
serve as host nuclei around which water vapor can condense and form droplets, resulting in more cloud cover and precipitation. Temperatures begin to fall as the cloud reflects more sunlight back into space. And then it goes on and on and on. That won't make any difference. Uh, in fact, all the other uh, areas of science that contradict this stuff, including NASA's own uh, um, shots from space, which actually bolstered this article here, won't, won't make any difference because the head of NASA is an utter greenie who wants us to all to cut back the population, and he wants a global tax as well. Quite astonishing, eh? Politics comes into everything. Everything. We're supposed to change our whole way of life to fit a political agenda that means our gradual destruction, maybe not so gradual after all. Now, quite some time ago, I read bits of a book from uh, Jacques Attali. Attali uh, is up at the United Nations. He's a kind of futurist guy. He He's been an advisor to umpteen different French presidents in the past. Everybody wanted to see the president had to go through him. Most of them actually came to see him. He ran France for a long time. And he wrote about basically what was going to happen to the U.S. and North America with the, the, the massive immigration that would be forced upon it, with even hordes of people going across the southern states from Latin America and uh, demolishing houses, killing people, and so on. It would get that bad, he said. Plus, he knew a massive crash would be engineered. He published the book Millennium in 1990, I think it was, or 91. He said the next boat people will be Americans leaving the shores looking for work abroad. And they're doing the same, of course, with all the other countries of Europe. Uh, I read an article recently where Blair, Tony Blair, had got the chief immigration officer for Britain and put in a plan to massively increase immigration into Britain from all uh, non-Caucasian countries, like Canada's been doing. And he said this will change. He wanted to totally destroy the culture of Britain forever. That's what he said. And I read the article uh, on, the, on, the, on this show, in fact, uh, not so long ago. Look into the archive section. And first, people used to wonder why on earth, when a country is told it's overpopulated, would you open the floodgates to immigrants? It made no sense at all. And even when Thatcher opened it wider, uh, she said, well, not enough Britons are having children because we're all being very, very good and following all the policies from the government. And she says, there's not enough children being born and we need them uh, to pay off the national debt. So they opened the floodgates. That was the excuse it was given then. But this, this is an old agenda, way before Thatcher. And you have to go into the writings of those involved with the setting up of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, dash CFR, with their other sectors, such as the Fabian Society, to see how they planned the world and the takedown of their biggest problem for peace they saw, and that was the white people across the planet. Great worker bees to bring in this world order, but an awful nuisance uh, when you start to bring them back into the same world order at the same level uh, as everyone else. This is from the Mail Online. This is uh, a migrant, an immigrant, a minute per minute registers with doctors. Huge increase in immigration puts, puts doctors under pressure. 22nd of December. Immigrants are registering with a GP, a general practitioner, for free health care 
at a rate of more than one every minute. It was revealed last night. Analysis of National Health Service research shows that 605,000 people who arrived from overseas registered with a doctor in England and Wales last year, up by 50% in only seven years. Campaigners says this places a significant strain on services and could force patients to wait longer for appointments and treatment. And the U.S. is about to get this wonderful health service too under Obama. This is while the number of GPs has increased over the past seven years, it's not kept pace with the increase in registrations. The Conservatives says the GP figures were yet another example of why a cap is needed on migrant numbers. Well, they're not going to do it because, you see, they're still using Blair's policy, although he's moved on. It's written in stone. <laughs> They've got to do the same as they have done all across Europe. Astonishing. But then that's the world that we live in. Eh? It's all about one big plan. One big plan, one big agenda. And there's more secrecy than you can ever imagine. And we're not allowed, allowed to really know what's happening at all. That's all. I want to put a link up here, too, to do with Bayer. And I think this one, I don't know if it's old Think News, but I've got the link here anyway. It's, um, it's Bayer. Now, Bayer is the Roth, one of the Rothschilds companies. I don't even know that these international bankers also own the pharma industry. Down through the ages, you, you'll see them involved in the same things. Um, pharmacology or medicine and banking. That's traditional if you want to control the public. Bayer is their, their, their own name for their, their home company in Switzerland for, for the Rothschilds. Sometimes they'll spell their name Bauer just to throw you off, but it's Bayer uh, as far as the, the pharma industry goes. The Bayer's into... GMO food as well. Uh, they're into all kinds of uh, products. They've been sued crazy over various drugs that kill people, but that doesn't stop them because they're such they're loaded. And it says here, Bayer admits that uh, GMO contamination is out of control. That's a modified, genetically modified organi or organisms, your crops. And this was the 12th, the 9th, 2009. It says, Bayer has admitted it has been unable to control the spread of its genetically engineered organisms despite the best practices <laughs> to stop contamination. It shows that all outdoor field trials or commercial growing of genetically engineered crops must be stopped before our crops are irreversibly contaminated. Two million dollar U.S. dollar, it says, a verdict against Bayer confirms companies' liability for an uncontrollable technology. They're always getting fined. Greenpeace, we'll call Greenpeace, welcomes the United States federal jury ruling on the 4th of December 2009 that Bayer Crop Science Limit LP must pay $2 million to two Missouri farmers after the rice crop was contaminated with an experimental variety of rice that the company was testing in 2006. This verdict confirms that the responsibility for the consequences of GE contamination rests with the company that releases GE crops. I wish they'd done that with Monsanto in Canada because we were the guinea pigs for this for 10 years before they bothered to tell the public. And, it was a, and actually said once it did break out from Britain that the Canadian government had made a secret deal with Monsanto to test it out. We were the lab, the lab rats here in Canada. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that democracy in action? Oh, <laughs> for those that think there is any democracy or ever has been. 
Bayer has admitted that it's been unable to control the spread of its genetically engineered organisms despite the best practices, it says, to stop contamination. It shows that all outdoor field trials or commercial growing of G crops must be stopped before our crops are irreversibly contaminated. Well, it's already happened. It's already happened. Because I've got stacks of articles along the same line across Europe as well. There are people who are very naive when they wake up. They think, really, that they were just being taken over, like overnight or something. Or maybe it's the present president who just took over and we can get back to something else. We always think of going back to something. And the younger you are, you are you're, 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 the less back you can go because you have nothing back to go to. So you dream of a sort of golden time where it must have been better. If you watch old movies and that, you might think so. But really, it's a continuous program for a world system that's been going on for an awful, awful long time. And it's so multi-pronged, it's in every part of your existence, your life, right down to what you will be brainwashed in school uh, for, including the, the, the expected changes in culture and everything else, and normalcy that you will experience in your lifetime to teach at kindergarten. All of that stuff is thought out way ahead of time and implemented so that you're ready for the next change and the next change and you don't even know your mind has been prepared by experts for them. The same thing with DNA. This article here is about DNA. It's a kind of, uh, it's a kind of a chronology of articles that have come out over the many years to do with DNA, the creeping DNA databases. And I think that is also from the old, uh, old timer, new, old thinker news called DNA Database Information Archive, March 31st, 2008. So I'll put this link up too. You can go through that and peruse it to your leisure. But to show you how they're, they're going ahead step by step by step. It's only now been admitted across some of the Commonwealth countries that for th over 30 years, the government have been taking samples of DNA for every child born. But not, not only that, every time you went to a doctor or a clinic to have blood drawn for some test or other, there was always a vial sent off to this, these other storage facilities. I've had emails from people in Australia and Britain who've tried to get their own DNA uh, sample back, and they can't get it. They're locked up in government facilities. We heard about the, the Human Genome Project. It was over and done before we even knew it happened. No one had heard about it, but they had everyone's samples. Why do you think that's all? They're doing all that. It's not just for ID purposes, not just for that. It's to do with the coming world order that we're going through right now, where the better types, the kind that won't give problems down the road by passing on dominant genes, which are defective in medical or psychiatric areas, or maybe a family history of criminality and that kind of stuff is to see who will and who will not be allowed to breed in the very, very near future. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And it's happening in this U.S. as well. There's an article here from, uh, I think it's World Net Daily. It uh, says, Judge, the, the state can take and keep newborns' data. 
How how is that when it was it was actually unconstitutional? Because the judge reworded it. She says blood samples are, are, are biological, not genetic information. Isn't that a beautiful Oh, how do you wrap your head around that unless you've studied the, the strange legal system, eh? Blood samples are biological, not genetic information. That's how she got around it. December the 4th, 2009. A judge in Minnesota has ruled the state can routinely collect, analyze, store, and retrieve biological samples that include DNA from all newborns, even though a state law specifically requires prior written authorization. The decision from Hennepin County District Judge Marlon Rosenbaum dismissed a case brought by members of nine families who alleged the state was going beyond what it was authorized to do. Although not part of the lawsuit, Twyla Brace, president of the Citizens Council on Healthcare, has been monitoring the dispute since its beginning, battling the State Department of Health, which reportedly has been taking and warehousing newborn genetic makeup for years, but not following written consent requirements. The group has cited a number of cases in which the state's Genetic Privacy Act law apparently was ignored or there was an attempt to ignore it. For example, one grandmother reported, my daughter signed a paper stating she didn't want the PKU test done because of the DNA stealing. I was there when she did that, she says. The nurse huffed out of the room, seeing that the stuff doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. They don't just take it. After my grandchild was born, a different nurse took the baby. My daughter heard my granddaughter start crying. She found out her heel was getting pricked, so they do it regardless. Mind you, you're all property, you understand. Since my daughter became furious, stating that she signed off on not getting the test. The nurse said there was nothing in her chart saying that. The daughter demanded the blood sample back. The nurse said they destroy it, but my daughter demanded and got it back. She actually got it back. That's a happy ending for one. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix and we'll go to the phones. There's Sam from Sydney on the line. Are you there, Sam? Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm hanging in here under all this uh, the snow and 20 below freezing. Yeah. Mate, uh, so much for global warming. I know, um, I know. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you caught uh, an interview that um, Alex Jones did with a, a journalist uh, called John Ronson uh, a few weeks back. Um, John Ronson's the guy that uh, broke into Bohemian Grove with uh, Alex Jones years ago. Yeah. And uh, what was interesting was um, John Ronson still remained a skeptic, and he was basically saying, "Look, you know, Alex, if uh, if what you're saying is true, there'd be journalists all over the world, sort of, you know, chomping at the bit to sort of tell this story." And I think sort of Climate Gate sort of kind of shows you that no, there aren't journalists chomping at the bit, you know, every right. step of the way they'll, they'll obfuscate the, 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 the whole thing I mean, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see how the media is just absolutely I mean, this should be the biggest thing on the planet at the moment Yeah, you know, I, the, I read an article come out, the code. I read an article in the air about the media and um, I think there was about 40 mainstream newspapers got together they had a meeting at editors uh, to uh, put a massive advertising campaign 
in Copenhagen uh, uh, telling the premiers all to sign uh, this deal and go along with it. So they were all for it. All these so-called apolitical uh, newspapers were all for uh, this to get rammed through, all this global warming stuff to get rammed through on law, yeah. It's just incredible. In fact, I, wanted, I think I've got a, a question. The, one of the Sydney papers, I think, was involved in it too, the Sydney Herald or something. Yeah, yeah Sydney Morning Herald is so pro, you know, global warming, man-made yeah. global warming. It's a joke. I mean, they're so... But these papers so financed it. They financed this whole propaganda thing and, and all, the, all the poster stuff. and they, they, They'd all got together. So not one single uh, journalist from any of these chains was, was going to dare go and write something negative about it. <laughs> I've got to tell you, the people in Sydney are uh, so indoctrinated. They, they, they don't look at the views. They don't, they don't know what's causing They don't know that there's a difference between um, climate change and, uh, you know, man-made sort of climate change, mm-hmm. if at all. It, it, it's, it, it's just incredible. Yes. Well, I have a question for you, Alan. Last year was the, I guess it was the, you know, year of the Freemasons. There was so much stuff on the Freemasons and the Illuminati and stuff, and... Everything is quietened down on that sort of front. What, what do you think is happening? Well, they go through phases with the, with the Freemasons and Illuminati. Uh, and again, you've got to understand that the, the Illuminati themselves were only a front group themselves for another organization, and as, as Freemasonry is too, uh, an organization that, that is hell-bent on running the world. And uh, they've used all these organizations to, to promote their agenda. For instance... Um, Freemasonry, even in Canada and the States, they have their websites up, and they're all promoting uh, the chip, uh, the trackable chip that all children should have sewn in or carried with them uh, for tracking. Mm. Why why are they promoting a chip for tracking for children? It was the Freemasons that first brought in across the world uh, mandatory fingerprinting for all children, again under the guise for safety. In their own sites, they tell you that they were behind the curriculums they, they, they actually advise or on advisory boards for curriculums in schools. It, what's a charitable organization shutting its doors and locking it and pulling down the blinds for? If you're a charitable organization, why the secrecy? Yeah. Last thing, Alan, there's a thing that people should go to. Uh, Obama, reverse speech, yes we can, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, I've heard some of these reverse ones are quite funny, but you can make them sound like anything. <laughs> I, I used to do that in the studios, just for the fun. Uh, From Hamish, myself, in Ontario, Canada, it's actually 20 below zero here, uh, not, not just freezing. It's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you.